by Riverside. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, we're going to be diving into the Word of God here in just a moment. I've been playing around with Riverside here for my podcast. I'm so excited. This technology is really amazing. So uh, I've been using Anchor now, I guess, for a couple of years. Looking at what is taking place here with this studio, this Riverside studio, Spotify is going a lot more to... Uh, video content, obviously social media platforms. It's all about video content today. So really excited about this. I'm playing around with different um, intros and things like that. I have different intros. So you guys can give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. There was a project. I may have mentioned this already on the podcast. I started last year. It was my own personal study. It was a study on worry. Worry is something that a lot of people struggle with, anxiety, concern. I began studying a lot more for myself, overcoming worry. I have shared this with other people. I've done sermons. I want to share some things that I've shared recently in a series of lessons that I did called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. Now, this title is from a book by Dale Carnegie that was written in the early, mid-20th century. However, the Bible has to say a lot about the subject of worry. In fact, what I think is always interesting when I read different books like Dale Carnegie's book, individuals that he referenced as well, like uh, Dr. David Seabury, who has some books like How to Worry Successfully. I think that's one of the best titles that's out there. The Bible is always going to give us the answers with respect to how to overcome worry and how to start living how to trust and to increase our faith in God. And that's something that I want to encourage people to continue to consider as we talk about this subject of worry. I want to take you back. Maybe it's been four or five months ago. I was talking to a brother in Christ. I had texted him. We were talking about something. He had something that he was concerned about, something that he was worried about. I texted him a Bible passage, the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6. Let me read this to you, not the entire sermon, but a big section of the sermon is with respect to worry. Jesus says, and we're picking it up in the middle of the context, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. For this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. 
But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? I find it interesting that Jesus says, listen, many times worry is a result of little faith. That's what Jesus says in verse number 30. You of little faith, do not worry then saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. Isn't it great that God knows what we need? That's why we need to turn to him. He knows exactly what we need. He will give us our daily bread. Jesus would finalize what he says here about worry in verse 33 of Matthew chapter 6. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now, I didn't text the entire passage here to my friend, but I did tell him what Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says, do not worry. I found that it was interesting. His response was, can it really be that simple? Can it really be that simple? The answer to that is yes. But the reality is it's often very difficult for us. It's often very challenging for us as we think about overcoming worry. Jesus says, do not worry. Now, there's things that we can talk about, right? Certainly, we're going to have concerns and cares. That's why Peter in 1 Peter 5, verses 6 and 7, or verse 7 in particular, says, uh, casting all your cares to him because he cares for you. We are going to have cares and concerns. The Apostle Paul did in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. When you begin reading, I believe, verses 23 through 29, Paul talked about the daily pressure and the concerns that he had. Yet, there's something that we're supposed to do with those cares. There's something we're supposed to do with those concerns. We are to give them over and hand them over to the Lord. Can I share with you why and things that we need to remember as we think about this idea of do not worry? It is possible for us to overcome worry. Worry can often become an addiction, a habit, a lifestyle. That's no way for us to live. Jesus says, do not worry. Here's the reality. We have every reason not to worry. Every reason not to worry. Number one, Jesus tells us to pray to our God, pray to our Heavenly Father, and to ask for our daily bread. We already saw where Jesus said that, that, our, that God knows everything that we need back in Matthew chapter 6. In verse number 8, he would say, so do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. So this is reason for us not to worry because we can go to our father in prayer and we can pray for the necessities for the things that we need. Uh, Jesus tells us how to even avoid uh, a huge source of worries. Going back to the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 20, he says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Now, he's not saying that we can't have any possessions, but he says, don't store up treasures for yourself on earth 
where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It may often be the case that many of our worries are because we're so attached to our treasures, our earthly treasures. Well, Jesus says, don't trust in them. Now you put your focus in your mind on things above, not on things below. That's a way for us to eliminate even more worry. Don't put your trust in riches. Don't put your trust in the things that you have. Jesus tells us where our focus needs to be. This will certainly help us not to worry. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 33, he says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You see, he says, seek first. There's action. There's something that we all need to be doing. We need to seek first the rule and reign of Christ in our hearts and his righteousness and all these things will be added to us. Is it really that simple? Do not worry. I believe the answer to that is yes. Jesus says, don't worry. Go to your God, your father in prayer. Ask for your daily bread. He knows exactly what we need. You see, Jesus is always right. He's always correct. We need to trust in him. Do not worry. Here's something else that we all need to do. Catch and release. Catch and release. You see, overcoming worry, there's some things that we need to do with the thoughts and the cares and the concerns that are in our head. Sometimes we can keep on worrying and we need to stop that. When we find ourselves on this path of worrying, of going down to this pit of despair, uh, there's no way out. That This is how it's always going to be. Number one, we need to catch those thoughts. We need to identify exactly what we're worried about, which I think a lot of people have a lot of difficulty in doing. But then we also need to release those worries. I think about passages like Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 8, where the Apostle Paul tells us that meditation, Christian meditation, Christians should be practicing meditation. Uh, we're not necessarily emptying our minds of things, but rather filling our minds with the Word of God. Paul said, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. You see where Paul says our minds need to be on things that are good, true, honorable, right, pure, lovely. You see, that will help us to navigate what we do online, the movies we watch, the, the things that we're engaged in, and that will help us to make sure that our minds are focused on things that are going to help us and not hurt us. There are times where we just need to eliminate certain things. The Hebrew writer in Hebrews chapter 12 also talks about that in Hebrews 12 verses 1 and 2. To lay aside the weight that so easily besets us. So we need to catch our thoughts identify what exactly we may be worried about. Secondly, then we need to release certain of those thoughts, not on Facebook, <laughs> but rather go to God in prayer. Catch and release. 
we go to God in prayer. We catch and identify those thoughts, those worries. Sometimes worry is a way to, to nudge us to take action. Well, prayer is something that we all need to be doing. And it's a great way to overcome worry. We are to go to God in prayer. We are to cast our cares to him because he cares for us. There are times in life where we are going to be burdened and we are going to have challenges. So we need to throw those cares to God, place them upon him. He's big enough to handle all of them. We need to talk to him. We need to spend time with him in prayer. We need to catch and release. What worries maybe do you have at this very moment? What cares and concerns are consuming you right now? Catch and release. You see, we have every reason not to worry. One of the things that we can do is catch and release. Another thing that we can do to not worry, learn and live. We can live and learn, or we can learn and live. You know, maybe a lot of our worries are often self-induced. We don't learn and listen to what God tells us to do in his word. And as a result of that, we can find ourselves in situations that we should never be in. We can have decisions or make decisions that can lead us down a path that will certainly create a great deal of worry. Learn and live. Open up the word of God and see what he has to say in his word. Do not worry. Catch and release. Learn and live. Face reality. That's something else we all need to do, right? Face reality. Um, that's a hard thing to consider at times. It is hard to consider facing reality when we have a health crisis, when, when there is something that is very difficult for us to consider, to, to, to accept. However, ignoring reality uh, dismissing what is happening, that's not going to help us at all. In fact, it's going to hurt us a lot more. We need to learn how to be content and face our reality. Whatever we can do to change that, to improve that to the best of our ability, that's what we need to do. And yet we also, at the same time, walk by faith with our Heavenly Father. Face your reality. All of us one day are going to die. It's appointed unto man once to die. And after that, the judgment. Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 27. All of us are going to die one day. So when we're in Christ, we have nothing to fear. We have a different worldview and perspective as we think about death. But we need to face our realities. We have every reason not to worry, catch and release, learn and live face your reality, stay busy is something else that we can do to help us not to worry. I know that we need to get seven or eight hours of sleep. That's something very important. And that's something else that we can do, something as simple as that. And that's not always simple, but it's also sometimes good to stay busy. It's good to keep our minds busy and focused on things that are profitable and things that are going to be worthwhile when we find ourselves just all the time idle and nothing to think about except our fears and doubts and things like that. We need to stay busy. 
There's great work to do in the kingdom of God. There's opportunities to serve our neighbors. There's opportunities to create new things that will that will help others, whether it's a podcast or a blog or mowing someone's yard or helping someone with their groceries or whatever the case may be. There's so many things that we can do with our time. Scrolling on social media, eh, that's not going to be the best use of our time. I think we all know that to be true. But staying busy and doing things that are profitable, things that are going to help us to grow and to be creative. I was just on LinkedIn. You know, you can create your own newsletter. You can you can just start writing and sharing your thoughts with people in the world. There's so many wonderful opportunities for us. Stay busy. That's how we can overcome and that's how we can stop worrying. You know, another thing we need to do. We need to surrender to the Lord. Uh, I love this story in Second Chronicles chapter 20 with uh, King Jehoshaphat of Judah, where there were other nations coming upon or coming against the, his people. And he goes to God in prayer and he gathers the, the nation to pray. And um, he would say, our eyes are on you. We are powerless. But he recognized that God is powerful. One of the most difficult things for us is to truly understand how powerless we really are. We do not have the power that we think we have. We cannot control the weather. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't have the power that we think we do, but pride often gets in the way. Now, we think we have power as we accumulate treasures and money and prestige and uh, positions and all these things. In a blink of an eye, everything can be gone. I remember in 2017 with Hurricane Harvey, I was in uh, Beaumont, Texas at the time. One day changed everything. We had no power. We didn't actually have power in our homes for a long time. But, I mean, we didn't have any power in general. We were powerless. We had to rely solely upon the Lord. Sometimes life has a way of humbling us and causing us to recognize that you alone, O Lord, you are my strength. You are my rock. You are my refuge. And that is how we are going to endure. It is possible not to worry to eliminate worry, to reduce it, to not be consumed by it. And ultimately, we need to trust in God. Jesus said, you of little faith. What if we spend some more time looking at our faith, examining our faith, considering our ways, and seeing where else do I need to grow in my faith with Jesus? Where else do I need to grow in my faith and trusting him? What else do I need to cast over to the true and living God? How do I trust in him even more? Maybe we need to consider who he is even more. Maybe we need to open up our Bibles and read more about the true and living God. We have every reason not to worry. There's no need for us to be consumed with worry. When those cares and concerns do come our way, we know exactly what we're supposed to do. We catch and release them. We trust in God. We learn from his word, how do we handle the situation? And we leave the rest to him.
I hope and pray that this helps you. And I hope you'll be patient with me as I learn more about uh, the studio recording through Riverside and podcasting and the video content uh, that I'm going to be producing even more. God bless you wherever, wherever you may be, whoever you may be. And remember, the Lord, he is good. He is alive. And we have every reason to trust in him. Therefore, do not worry.